Absolute striker <laughs> that geezer is. He's, he's a fucking sad sack, isn't he? He reminds me of sad sack from oh, the fucking Raggy Dogs. Melted wheelie bin, banter, banter, in a Ricky Gervais voice, banter, rugby, corona. See you next week. Welcome back what? to the Long Sapper Podcast. <laughs> I'm going to carry on through. This has been going on a while. Several attempts at starting this this recording. I am Adam. Um, we are between weeks two and three of the NFL season. Mark, Doug and Russ are with me to, tonight, this evening, whatever time of day it is. Good evening, chaps. Now then, Hello. Beautifully, beautifully done open as ever. We've got some big news in the NFL before we get going with anything else um mr jay ajayi you see we knew he was born in the uk no I, then we heard really never heard yeah, of it. we knew he was born in the uk but no then, english then, people then, don't wait, wait. play nfl but we yeah then we then we knew he was english then we knew he was born in london today if you were following nfl uk you'd have seen the hackney stiff arm so they've narrowed it down to a part of London. When are NFL uh, UK going to realise that nobody gives a fuck? <laughs> I think he may have been born in Homerton Hospital. I don't care. He could have been born in the backseat of a Ford Orion for all I give a fuck. No, that's more likely. You're right. Anyway, uh, moving on. No, that was where he was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> say, I could believe he was conceived in Hackney. That's for sure. Um, Rush is back. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get on. Normally, we'd do a quiz first up on the, the Long Sapper podcast. We did one last week, and I would like to um, make an apology. There was an incorrect answer, as you may recall, on Sam Bradford's jersey number. What I didn't <laughs> pick up on was the fact that it would have actually changed the result to a tie between Mark and Craig. Now, Craig has said he may join the podcast later on. If he does, I've got a tie break. Can we just do it without Craig? Uh well, hold on. If he doesn't, this is the stake. So, Craig, if you're listening, which will definitely be before we get to the end of this podcast recording. Um, Craig, if you're listening and you choose not to join us, Mark wins last week's quiz by default. How can he listen to this live? Exactly. Obviously, he can't. Either way, here's a teaser. Bradford doesn't deserve a fucking jersey. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to come on to that. Um, yeah, there's... there's there's a lot of moaning coming up, I imagine. Let's. So I think let's this may be the talk. first ever long snap pod without a quiz. Uh, well, I'm just basically what you're saying, Adam, is you couldn't be fucked to write one this week. Is that is that what we're getting at? How many have you written? <laughs> what have you ever done? He's throwing a kettle over a pub. <laughs> <laughs> Read the small print in your cone track. <laughs> <laughs> the long snap podcast with at least 54% of the amount of partridge as the Mall Over podcast, which I, which I recommend you listen to. In fact, this week, Dougie, you've possibly outdone yourself with just, I reckon, your best ever rant. <laughs> it wasn't a rant. It, it, it was. It was a rant. It, it, it may have started as something else, but it, yeah. I mean, maybe the un- uninitiated wouldn't call it a rant, but you know, we know you and we love it. Um, I think it was a valid and forthright display of my opinion. I actually completely agree with the opinion, which which actually makes it better. But this is we 
well, listen, listen to them all over podcast for what Dougie's talking about, which to do with con, um, concussions and rugby and um, so on. Uh, we're an NFL podcast. So let's let's talk about allegedly a football player to start with. Josh Gordon um, has just been a dick one too many times for the Cleveland Browns to take, and they have well, rather than release him immediately, they said they'd release him in a few days to give teams a chance to trade for him, and thereby getting him a a bargain of the price. Um, so the Patriots have snapped him up. Bill Belichick can cure okay. anything, including serious drug addiction, we're led to believe. So is this going to work? Do we care? What's going to happen? I don't, I don't think he was released for, for drug-related issues, was he, this time? I think he was... I, th- I, th- I, I think he I, injured I think himself. He's the last of a long line of things that the Cleveland Browns have put up with for Just many seems- years. It seems ridiculous to have put up with all that and then once he's actually back, then get rid of him. It just seems l- lunacy. Like, you could have just released him four years ago. It reminded me a bit of the KP thing with England cricket. Like In the end, the straw that broke the camel's back probably wasn't the worst thing he's ever done. Um, but uh, they, we, do, we don't know what meetings have gone on internally, you know, disciplinary hearings, you, you name it. You know, he could be on a, a final warning in effect. Um, clearly. Well, the, wasn't the rumour that he turned up late. He said he wasn't feeling himself and was had an injured hamstring because of a promo shoot. I, I agree with Doug. I don't, I mean, this makes the Browns, in my opinion, a lot worse. Um, all of a sudden, Anthony Calloway is their number one re- receipt, like wide deep threat receiver. And he's a rookie, completely unproven. Um, admittedly, Josh Gordon in the last four years has scored two touchdowns. But there are reasons that he's not been on the field. If he has managed to overcome it, I don't see why you release him off the back of this. They've made someone else far stronger. Um, it just it seems really, really bizarre to me on from the part of the Browns. I... My gut feeling is is actually a bit different. It's that you know, they've given his enormous talent and given the amount of time and money they've invested in him, they must have a pretty good reason or at least think they have a pretty good reason for doing this. You know, maybe, it's, maybe it's beyond football. Maybe, maybe it's locker room harmony, um, you know, team spirit, whatever. I, don't, I just don't think even the Browns, as much as you'd love to laugh at them, um, even they must have a valid reason for doing this. Maybe they just want to move forward. Maybe they just want to, they just want to go, you know what? We're changing. We're improving. We do, don't want to keep carrying baggage. Do that in the, in the off season, mate. Don't do it in week three. No, I, 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 I agree with you, but all I'm saying is that, you know, there's more, there must be more to it than meets the eye. And you just know he's going to have a Pro Bowl year with the Patriots. Yeah, look, I don't think there is more than meets the eye because the Patriots wouldn't have got involved with someone they know was into. No one would have got involved with somebody who had something looming over them. So if the league knew well, that, there was a, yeah. a suspension coming, they wouldn't have. The Patriots would definitely not have signed him. Well, I, d- I don't think there's an interesting clause with this that if if he doesn't if he doesn't play, I think ten games then the Patriots get a pickback, which was quite a, a clever 
a typical Belichick move, I guess. I think it basically cost them nothing this, doesn't it, yeah, to try precisely. it? They, in a position that they had a massive, massive need, they've now filled the need with probably one of the, if he was mentally normal, probably one of the best deep threat wide receivers in the league. They've now got him. If it works out, brilliant. If it doesn't, it's cost them fuck all. Well, they, they um, didn't they pick up, is it Corey Coleman? Who and was then, cut then, by the Browns and then released in him. favor of Gordon, and then released him, and then now picked up Gordon. Yeah, and, and actually, if they end up releasing Josh Gordon in two weeks, it's not necessarily a massive surprise. Nor does it, as you as you say, Mark. Nor does it hurt them. No. Um, how how upset do you think Des Bryant's going to be <laughs> around all this? With the <laughs> well, wasn't it him coming back was the reason that the Browns didn't pick up Des Bryant? If you've hard not to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to be believed, Des Bryant being garbage is the reason they didn't pick up Des Bryant. Well, would Des Bryant be the worst receiver at the Browns at the minute? It wouldn't surprise me if they. Well, he was he was ranked as dead last amongst all free agent wide receivers by PFF this year. Oh, I'm not suggesting he's the same player he was, but I mean, I, I'm I'm slightly surprised he had he'd never made a roster because there are yeah, teams yeah. out there that are wide receiver hungry that need it. It's a again, it's a personality thing with with Des that I'm I'm sure is the the main reason for this. Yeah. Um, let's move on to another another team where all doesn't seem to be well. Pittsburgh. Um, so we've got we we've, we've discussed Levy on Bell's situation before the season even started. Um, Pittsburgh has started O and one and one, which okay they've had Kansas City and all that high power offense to deal with Sunday. Fine. Um, they had a decent game. Um, but now we've got Antonio Brown coming out, hinting that he'd like a trade. Um, you know, they could lose they could lose their star running back and receiver this season. Um, and their QB, possibly, if Big Ben decides to hang up his cleats. Well, he'll 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 be tempted, wouldn't he? Well, if you if you haven't got Bell and Brown, what what's the point in him carrying on? Oh, but they've Just got Connor and Washington. <laughs> And Juju. Juju. Yeah. Don't forget Juju. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> My love. <laughs> um, there's a reason. There's a lot of teams of whose wheels are going to come off soon. When you look at the Patriots, you look at the Steelers, the Chargers, um, potentially the Falcons. The but the, these aren't the these aren't you the know, normal teams you'd expect the wheels to come off, are they? It's the Steelers. You uh, historically they've been They've been tight. They've been well coached. They hardly ever changed their head coach. Ben's a dickhead. Yeah, but they've they've, Famously they've coped with that for fourteen years. Uh, maybe, maybe you know, the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> Who knows? It, it, it's you all know, it's all Big Ben's fault. There's obviously something going on. I've got a feeling. My my personal view on it is that it's a. Uh, the big deal wide receiver having an ego problem because he didn't get as many looks as he thought he should have in the game against Kansas City. I just, just I think, I think it's a bit of a Owens oh. kind of, you know, stomping his feet. There's the video that came out on, this, on, on Twitter of him shouting at his OC. You know, that's my view on it. He's got his knickers in a twist because... Smith, Smith Schuster and and Jesse James were getting the, the the targets he thought should have gone to him. 
And you made the point a couple of weeks ago, Doug, about Todd Haley not being there anymore. Um, and if that was going to affect his performance level, maybe it's affected the amount of looks he's getting, how, like, how much of a number one he is because the new OC wants to spread it around a little bit more. Um, and maybe that's bent him out of shape a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's a nice segue into what I wanted to talk about, actually. I mean, I mentioned it earlier. There you go. Uh, off air, but... Um, the, I'd like the, to say this was planned, but it, it, it was by accident. Yeah. <laughs> no. the, the situational um, circumstances of individual players and how we perceive them. And I look, I'm look. i looking mainly in the direction of quarterbacks, but also running backs. You look at um, how how some quarterbacks have come into the league, been drummed out, they've had one season and they're gone. I think we've spoken about it before. The amount that scheme and situation has as much to do with somebody becoming a superstar as actual ability, because I think just to make the NFL, you've got to have a baseline level of ability, haven't you? And when it comes to wide receivers and running backs, the member of our team who isn't here today would look at someone like Saquon Barkley and what he's done in college and think that would immediately transfer to the NFL. Now, it did with Zeke Elliott because that O-line the first year was one of the all-time most dominant offensive lines in football over the Bloody last... Bloody hell, the, Gi- the Giants couldn't contrast with that more, could Exactly. It? Now, if you put Saquon Barkley in a team like the Rams, would he be better than Todd Gurley? Do you... It yeah, seems no, to me I, that I there's, that there's tons yeah. and tons of players that I, I've looked at and thought, why is that bloke not thought of in a, in a higher regard, you know? And I wonder if players like... So, so to keep it relevant to you, Mark, someone like Tyrod Taylor, if he had an offensive coordinator like uh, Shanahan, do you think that he would then become a relevant player in the NFL because it seems to me like his skill set isn't being used in the correct manner. It's being used. He's being used as the OCC's fit rather than the OC using him as a template for how he runs an offense. Uh, yeah, I see your point. I think it's. I think there's a chance he might be better with the right offensive coordinator. Um, I think you do still have to have a base level of skill to be able to do anything. Um, and if, if he doesn't have it or anyone doesn't have it, then it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. You give someone the right weapons and the right scheme, it does make a difference. Gurley that you mentioned is a really good example. You look at his second season with Jeff Fisher and a new offensive coordinator at the Rams. And he was terrible. Couldn't beat a man. Um, all of a sudden, Sean McVay comes in, different scheme, different setup, different coaches. And he's probably the most dominant running back in the league. Um, nothing else has changed. His, office, his offensive line didn't change massively. Just the coaches. Sometimes you see it where players move around. Um, DeMarco Murray strikes me as a great example where he was, he was dominant in Dallas. And he went for he had that season at Philadelphia where he could he, he couldn't buy a yard. Um, and then the following year he's at Tennessee and he's he's the player he was all over again. Um, it uh, there's a I think a lot of truth in that, particularly with running backs. I think maybe receivers, quarterbacks less so. Um, but, yeah, I completely agree about Zeke at Dallas. So if you, you put know, if you put Antonio Brown, say he got traded and he got traded to the Titans, he's not going to be Antonio Brown, is he? 
It'll be a decent no, but I starting think you, I wide think receiver, you can... but he's not going to be the yeah. all-star wide receiver, is he? He'll regress to the mean. No, I'd, I, I'd agree, but I, I think it, it makes... You can have more of an impact just by your skill at receiver than perhaps running back. You've got there's more that you can probably do to get separate. If you're you're looking from a skill standpoint, you look at some of the catches that are made on a weekly basis. All these players have the ability. Look at that guy that who was it that caught that ball on for Jacksonville? The one Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Now, if Antonio Brown or Beckham are doing that, we're still watching replays of it. NFL UK. Everyone's wanking themselves off. They're pumping out. Tweets about that for the next six weeks. He they, was, they, they will. Though, he was undrafted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's Keelan Cole. All yeah. these players have a baseline ability, and and the best teams seem to be able to identify how to use their talent as as opposed to just stockpiling big names. So I, I look if they keep Big Ben, and I, I think the biggest. As I said, the the more the more that's going on at Pittsburgh, the more I think it is to do with Haley not being there. The disharmony, people are being used differently. They're not happy with how the offense looks. They're not happy with their role within the offense, um, and and that's coming out now. There seems like it doesn't seem like a happy camp at all. When with with the Lev Bell situation, it always seems funny to me how when a person doesn't turn up for their team. They hold out because they want more money. In any other sport, they're like they're ostracised. But in America, they're almost backed by the players, and you see that amongst your own teammates. Almost, you know, you've got to pay the guy because he's that good. But with Bell, it hasn't happened this year. The offensive line have thrown him under the bus, and when your own team are getting on at you, and then you got the shit with Antonio Brown and all the other stuff going on. I don't know. It just seems like it's a bit of a train wreck. And and their defence is terrible anyway. Um, So both sides of the ball look really dysfunctional. My my view on that, there was a really good thing in the Robert Mays podcast this week as well, where he was talking about how there's two distinct sort of classes in the NFL. There's the guys that make 20 million a year, and then there's the guys that are on league minimum. And those guys on league minimum are literally living week to week. None of their contracts are guaranteed. They don't have a, they don't have a salary. It's literally a game check, and they can be cut like that. Yeah, one injury and you're done. Yeah, and one bad play, you're gone. The players have got themselves to blame for that because they negotiated this set of yeah. terms in the in the CBA. So they're stuck with it. They 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 shafted themselves by giving rookies a rookie scale, which made having a rookie quarterback the biggest asset you can have in football. Yeah. You know, there's there's talk, I mean, just diverging slightly, there's talk of teams are now thinking along the lines of, do we do quarterbacks in a four-year cycle? So do we draft, so for example, Wentz, you play him for five years, you keep him on his fifth-year option. When he gets to his fifth year and he's ready to sign the $120 million contract, you just trade him for a first-round pick and then go yeah, for your next rookie. quarterback. Yeah. Because the value, the cost benefit of having somebody in that position that's so important earning six hundred grand a year or two million a year as opposed yeah. to thirty five, the team building element well, of it is so much bigger. And I think maybe those offensive linemen 
a throwing bell under the bus because they're going to they're going to be blocking for a guy and making all his yards. He's going to be on twenty million a year, and they're going to be on eight hundred grand. Well, that's what they yeah. were saying. It was you know you make you make twenty times what I do, and I make all the holes for you. Yeah. So you know, you come fucking play. But it, my point is it, that I don't remember a situation where that has happened a huge amount in the past. No, normally, no, but I think they, that's, normally they get backed. Yeah, I think the symptom, of the, the the cause of that is the CBA and the way that salaries are managed now. You don't get it in the NBA because everyone's ca- and, and and the in the MLB because everyone's contracts are guaranteed. It's only the NFL where contracts aren't guaranteed. Yeah, the you know? the CBA is coming up again quite soon. Uh, it's going to be some of this. I, I, I there'll be, be another strike. Yeah, I, I yeah, I can see it. Everything I own on there being a strike that, that season yeah. because because the senior it, players now yeah. are going to want the rookies. I think they want to get rid of that rookie scale because it's turning the NFL into a twenty a, a twenty one to twenty five year old man's game. As soon yeah. as you pass so twenty five, you cost too much. So enjoy this pod for the next two years because uh, <laughs> that'll be it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it'll all sort itself out. That's we right. might have one. If we lose listeners we on the rate we're currently season. losing, then we won't have anyone left by two years' time. So, oh, there we, are. <laughs> well, we we maybe yeah. We need to get better. We need to earn ourselves that Just that next better. deal. We're still on our rookie <laughs> contracts. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's let's move on. Um, well, one game at the weekend that we all obviously saw or, or saw bits of was that tie at Lambeau Field. Um, absolutely mental. You know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers doesn't do boring games. Um, it ended with a kicker missing a kick um, in overtime. So it should have won it for the the Vikings. Poor old Daniel Castle. He's already been cut, um, having been drafted this year, which is a bit embarrassing. A um, couple of other talking points, though. Um, the hits. Should we start with the hit on on Kirk Cousins? As ah. Dougie, I know this is your I, I'll be Always. honest, I haven't seen the hit on Kirk Cousins. Oh my god. Yeah. It, it wasn't wa- it wasn't anything, was it? It winds it me the hit. fuck. I'll go up and find this. it now so I can know what you're talking about. I, I know what you're gonna say. It, <laughs> so. You know, what what the fuck is the guy meant to do in that situation? He tackles him, Clay Matthews tackles him at the time he's throwing the ball, um, causes him to throw an interception, which ends the game. But because in the process of tackling him, he lands on him, that is now roughing the passer. What 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 is he meant to do? I don't understand how this Nothing can be just can do. So- all, all the law every it seems like in contact sports, all of the rules are being written by people who have no understanding of how quick everything moves at a professional level. I don't get it at all. But even this, like on even on the BBC coverage, people at like OCO Manura saying, "Yeah, we've well, just got to learn. You've got to like pirouette off him as you're tackling him." I don't, I don't get it. What is it becoming? Touch football? Fuck off! It's. I mean, that was a win for the Packers. This is this is sounding like an incredibly it's, familiar it's conversation, just in yeah. a slightly yeah. different. You know, it's the concussion thing, and it's lawsuit prevention. As I said, there's nothing to do with it. They don't. The NFL don't give a shit about. Um, concussion and in the case of the quarterbacks they're protecting the quarterbacks because they're all being paid 200 million quid and the fate of a franchise can rest on them that's all it is there's nothing to do with player safety it's somebody's getting paid 30 million a year and you don't want the 30 million a year asset to be on the bench because some 300 pound guy fell on him 
Yeah. Logically, if you protect the quarterback more than other positions, how can it solely be about player safety? Exactly. Is, is, is a quarterback's life worth more than a wide receiver's life? That's, you know, that, that's, I totally agree. It's ridiculous. Having looked at it, he does hit him with the crown of the helmet. I think you're looking at the wrong one. There was the helmets to the side on the right tackle. It's so and helmet. It wasn't a helmet to helmet. It was a weight on the quarterback. Was what he got called for. Of putting his body weight on the yes, quarterback afterwards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If 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 you look, but we've just, we've discussed this before. If you look at the the same thing, it's the same with almost any hit. If you look at it in slow motion, it looks worse because it looks as though the defender's got more time to pull out of what they're doing. Yeah. Any any photographic still of it will make it look worse. Watch, that, watch it full speed. I think I think it, the the key the other key thing here is that. NFL ratings when you've got Aaron Rodgers against Kirk Cousins are better than when you've got Blaine Gabbert against Blake Bortles. Yeah. You know, so you don't, they want their star assets on the field. They don't want them crushed underneath defensive linemen. And you're not going to change that because it it's dollars and cents. You know, <laughs> the, the, like the, the, the integrity of the game doesn't really matter when put in context with money, does it? I know, but how, how long is it going to be before, and, and I get you've got to protect your assets to make people watch it, but how long is it going to be before those same fans that they're trying to keep watching the game think this isn't the sport that I started watching and don't bother anymore because any time a defensive lineman gets anywhere near the quarterback, then they're, they're being penalised for it. You look at defence in the last 10 years, you've gone from, it felt like, it feels like there's more 40-point games now than ever where yeah. teams score 40 points. But then you look at the reasons why, and defensive backs can't touch a receiver. Linebackers yeah. can't hit crossing receivers. Safeties can't come down and stick some wood on people, can they? D-linemen can't hit a quarterback. Like, yeah. Well, didn't Jerry Rice say it relatively recently where he was asked about his records that he had, and he said, yeah, and I was playing in that era. If I played now, I'd score 40 points a game. He's, <laughs> he's, he's dead right. Doug, you you remember when yeah, we we first grew into the game as, as teenagers um, or before. Um, uh, Martin, if you remember him. Anybody Who? remember him? I don't know. Um, he, he used to he'd get, I remember him a couple of times, got these videos. I think it was called was NFL, it NFL Rocks. Rocks. The and we'd go and we'd go around to his house and ever. watch these basically you know, two hours of the most mental hits you can possibly imagine. And yeah. we'd just be sat there watching it with our, our chins on the ground, like marvelling at how incredible this and that's Don that's Beebe one of the appeals. On his head. <laughs> uh, JB from the Ed, Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast has got the best answer to this, right? You get an excited child sitting sit him in a shipping container and show him the penalty. And if he thinks it's exciting, it's not a penalty. Play on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll put my son forward for that. Um, yeah. There are, there are some hits that are, that are ridiculous. The hit, the helmet to helmet on um, Cam Newton at the, at the weekend, yes. where he was sliding down and the, and the defensive guy dived into him with his helmet. That guy was ejected. I've yeah, got no yeah. problem with that. We're not saying that all all hits should be let off. Oh, We're not, just yeah, to be clear, I, yeah, that was I, terrible. I, I completely agree. But when 
when a defensive lineman whose job it is is to tackle the quarterback or a linebacker whose job it is to tackle the quarterback tackles the quarterback and that alters who wins a game it's bullshit and I can't I can't deal with it Joey And if I'll rock. Okay, look. In, uh, in my head, Russ, you've, you've got to go and, yeah, in Martin's front room with, in Martin's uh, lounge. with yeah, the dog yeah. That, yeah. that had no teeth, yeah. Russ, go uh, on to YouTube and look up NFL Rocks. Okay. You'll love it, mate. It's so 80s, but just so wonderfully brilliant. Uh, I'm on it. I'm on it. Um, just going back to the, the game, though, like the hit aside, you've got to applaud um, how Kirk Cousins marshaled the Vikings back into that game, though, surely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that uh, that hit aside, that was that and the was pass, the well, pass off the it. back of that to to hit Thielen, you know. But well, yeah, that Thielen throw. I mean, any one of thirty things could have happened on that throw. It could have done. Yeah, and the, the it, least the, likely the, one was that Adam Thielen caught a touchdown. How actually? I'm going to say uh, to d- dissect the the defenders in that situation where. It looked like there was there was going to be a comedy collision, and they just kind of both. I don't really understand how neither of them managed to get anything on the ball. It doesn't make any sense. No, no, no idea. And um, before we move away from that game, just a quick note on kickers. This is mainly this is mainly so Russ can Russ can piece of piss. I'm telling you, it's the fucking easiest job in the world. <laughs> easiest job in the world. I am. Um, I did tweet. At the Vikings, um, their official Twitter account to see if see if they wanted to take Russ on as a replacement for I, I Daniel the Browns. Cross. They didn't get back, did they? Have they no. DM'd you yet? No, nothing yet. And the Browns, I offered Maybe my services. Just, to just keep well. checking your Twitter. Uh, it, might... it was ru- it was rude of them really to go for Dan Bailey over Russ. I well, think so. Exactly, he's a veteran. I mean, we're probably probably the same age. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, not... yeah, we're about right. Um, let's let's. Um, in my well, in my one sentence preview last week, I said that if the Jags beat New England, I'm going to take them seriously, and they have, and I am. And that was and you, that was an impressive display. Um, there you go. And you also said that you take them seriously, except for Blake Bortles, and then he ended up being the reason that they won. Whatever. He was exceptional, wasn't he? He was really good. <laughs> he's he's shown he's shown flashes before, though. This is the thing. I saw some. Stat like the last the last time he threw 370 yards the following week it was like 100 and then three interceptions or something. Do you think that there's any correlation between the fact that they looked better offensively when Leonard Fournette wasn't suited up? I don't. Maybe. Well, logically, no. But it just seemed to me that they were like a, a bit more willing to let Blake throw the ball a bit, especially on first down, whereas before it was, you know, Fournette's going to get the ball, he's going to run it, and we end up with third and long, um, have to give it to Blake, and he can't do it. He seemed like he was taking the pressure off him a little bit by throwing. They had a lot more third and shorts that they managed to convert, and I just thought they he looked a little bit happier. The offense looked a little bit happier. Um, it, just because he wasn't, 
enables them to open the playbook up a little bit yeah. and makes them a little bit less predictable. Well, it makes them less so. defensive because I'm sure if they, when they were up by that much, they would have run the ball into the ground. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, the they didn't look they didn't look like the Jags' offense. Uh, no. I know, and and I know and love. <laughs> um, they <laughs> they look like something else. They look like a team that you couldn't stop when they had the ball. Which well, when you got Keelan Cole p- pulling out picks out of his ass like he did, you know, that that will help. That, that, yeah, of course it will. New England on the flip side didn't. They couldn't get things going. It just looked like. You just had this sense that every Jags third down they were going to convert and every Patriots third down they weren't. And that seemed to be largely how it how it went. Um, Although there was a game last year that I remember watching them. I can't remember who it was they lost to. But I remember criticising them for... There seemed to be like no urgency. There was no fire in them. They didn't have the same kind of oomph to pull the result out. And they looked a lot like that in this game. And yet, um, you know... They did all right last year, so Craig's just turned up and he's naked. Well, Craig Craig's always naked every every time on the podcast. Um, he's just joined us. Hey, Craig. Sighting, gents. Uh, we're just blowing all some right. smoke up the up the Jags' backsides, um, which sits really well with me, as you can imagine. <laughs> Especially as they're they taking on the Titans this weekend as well. Uh, the, yeah, that, you that lot are going to get your ass kicked, mate. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. I don't want I think I want to see. Don't want to watch it. Um let's let's move. Let's talk about something much more our our style rather than rather than good things. Um the worst team in football. We said two of us said that the Bucks were, were gonna um go two and fourteen and pick first overall. Two of us said the Dolphins. Both those teams are two and oh. So that says everything you need to know about our analysis. And just quickly on that, Tampa Bay, I heard a stat this week that statistically their first three games is the hardest by win percentage that there has ever been in the NFL. Yeah. They've got saints, Eagles, Steelers. Yeah. Statistically the hardest start to any NFL season ever. And they're two and oh, not not just, not just minimal, like, you know, not just scraping through two and (laughs) oh, they've literally gone down in Chinatown and they're they're not fucking about. Unbelievable. So, yeah. As, as Craig, I'm sure, can attest, no one tries harder than uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when a one-year contract's on the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, he was, was it two years he was at the Jets? There were two very, very different years. Mate, I, I, said, I said before, listen, if Bucks have Bucks got him for the perfect time, he will play lights out earn himself some money and then stink it up and ride the pine. That's what he does. Fair, you know, he looked cool. That didn't cycle, he? that little uh, graph. That yeah. Went yeah. Uh, you he, put it in. Yeah. It wasn't, obviously it wasn't mine. I saw it somewhere, but yeah, he'll just, it just goes around in circles. He'll be at another theme at the same stage in about two years. You're right. And he looks hell of a cool at the press conference as well. Mate, oh, that, I lo- was mate that was balls. I love that. He's <laughs> funny. He does have that. He has it in a locker, mate. Oh, that that he, was brilliant. He looks like he just doesn't give a fuck, mate. And that's the yeah. that's the point. He's just, like you say, he's just riding a wave and I'm going to tear it up. Yeah. yeah. And he I've... pulled it off as well. He didn't look like a dick. He pulled it off. <laughs> I bet man got bare pussy that night. Or he might be married. <laughs> he's, not some, he's not someone who should pull off something like that. But you're right. He really did. <laughs> Um, man's got man's gets pussy standard (laughs) 
Um, so the worst team in football. So yeah, bad teams. Yeah, the worst team in football could be could be the Bills, could be the Cardinals. Uh, what I'm going to do, um, and this may be a strange way of looking at it, is Russ and Mark. I want you each to give me a positive about your team. Right now, I need two positives. <laughs> <laughs> One to cancel out the negative, and the well, other. I'll, I'll I'll start you. I'll start you off with a positive. David Johnson's still healthy. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it isn't going to be for long because Not he is going long. to be ran into the ground because <laughs> we're just going to play three downs and kick it away. <laughs> yeah, Mark, what have you got? Say something positive about the Bills. Um, the fans are still pretty good at tailgating. Yeah, oh, I true. Think, I, I true. Think, Bills can barbecue in the winter, mate. Like no yeah, other. Yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. like we like to chuck ourselves through tables in the car park. We do that better than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, there's a snow, a ridiculous snow game there every single year. Um, I can't wait for that one. Um, yeah. I think Mark, your answer was slightly more pathetic. Um, <laughs> so I think we have to give give the worst team in football prize to the Bills at the moment. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh mate, I'm not having that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the car- the Cardinals game, they were they were every bit as bad. Five first downs. Five first downs for the Cardinals. It, that is, it, it, I, I can't even get my words out for how bad that that is and how bad it feels. And if we're only going to get five first downs, you may as well just play Rosen. Just play him. Just keep playing him. And then we'll take number one or number two pick next year. But you just, the, the the thing is, you don't want to get him killed. That's what I worry about with Josh Allen. He's now in, yeah. and he got sacked six times because our office <laughs> half offensive line is so shite. And, uh, poor guy's going to get killed. Well, and then it, it goes back to you know players coming in, schemes and coaches and and coordinators and whatever. It's the same for QBs. If they go into you know a good QB goes into a a horrible O line. And just gets absolutely murdered every, you know, and then he disappears out of football when he could be the next Tom Brady. It could be the next Big Ben. But we're never going to know because these rookies that are coming in, you know, number one picks in drafts to shit teams. Yeah, I kind of feel it's a bit like that for Nathan Peterman and he's done nothing to help himself. Obviously, he's not looked good, but the situation that he's ended up in is clearly... Um, is clearly bad and it, it, if he was the backup on like the Eagles who knows how his NFL career could have panned out differently and yeah he could have won the last Super Bowl couldn't he he could have well exactly <laughs> exactly yeah and that goes back to what what we were saying earlier about team you know stick. I, I don't buy I don't buy that about Peterman but um Let's let's get to something a bit more happy. In fact, now now Craig's join us, we can we can kill off the the bit of admin. I've just got one more thing to say about what's something that's better about the Cardinals than the Bills. Yeah, at least they don't have anyone um, retiring from the during the game. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that didn't happen. That is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Mark, you definitely win. You you absolutely win. Yeah, he does win. I mean, uh, there's, I'm I'm kind of like in in two minds about this because 
you know, like Gary Neville had his moment, didn't he? And that's the only comparison I can think of. He was playing against, I think it was Stoke or someone in his last game. And he was he'd it given on a, a wet Tuesday night. I don't know, possibly, but he'd given away a penalty. He should have given away a couple more penalties and he realized that he was done. And he went over to Alex Ferguson. He said, you need to substitute me because I'm hurting the team. And he got to that moment on the pitch where he said, I cannot do this anymore. And but Monte that's Davis, different, man. it is, but only because he had a way of getting out of it. He could be substituted and he was done. Whereas like in, a, in the NFL, you don't do it. Unless you know, what I can't understand is why if you've had that moment, you've got to think about how it's going to look. And just <laughs> you know, say you think about anything say at that got, moment. Say you've got an injury. Say whatever it is so you can stand on the sideline for the rest of that game, give it a day, and then retire on Tuesday. Mm. I don't understand why you have to go in a half-time and be like, sorry, lads, I'm out. Because that it's... makes far more of a story of it than it needs to be. And <laughs> maybe that's exactly as if he didn't got, think through it clearly. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got no issue with the guy not wanting to play on if he feels like he's hurting the team by being there or going to hurt himself. And if he's not going to give 100%, then he's got no place to be on the pitch. But you've got to do it better have than you, that. Have you never gone right. into work on a day and gone, I'm out of here? Plenty of days. Yeah, no, I don't. Well, I don't think where I've just. I've never you've just. Ne- you've got never gone to work, work on a Monday and just been like, "No, I'm done. I'm off." Not where I've got up and left. Not yeah. Not where I've actually turned around and said, "Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I'm out." Later, God, I, I can recommend that, it. Though. It's good. Um, Craig, now that you're here, unfinished business. Robbed. Three apiece. Your, your bullshit, Adam. Just your bullshit, bro. Well, I'm the I'm the bigger person because I'm coming back. I apologised earlier. I'm not apologising again. Once is enough. Um, but you two are locked on three points each, and I, I want to make this right. And and <sighs> we're going to have a winner. So it's 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 tie break situation back on last week's quiz. If you if you recall the rules for anyone who didn't listen, two players you've got to add up their jersey numbers. Um, so we'll we'll just go straight into it. Um, Here we go. If 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 you're both ready, yeah. Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> David and Joku. Great. Yep. Ninety. Wow, that was speedy, and that was perfect. Fair play. Bull don't lie. Yep. That is that is how to put everyone in their place. <laughs> Five plus eighty-five equals ninety. Craig. There well you go. Done. Boom. Wasn't that anti-climax? <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for some suspense. You, you can go now, Craig. Cheers. No worries. I've got like 5%, so we've got, I've got about nine minutes. <laughs> as long thanks, as we can that. Um, should we get into some one-sentence previews? Yeah. yeah. Why not? I was waiting for, waiting for someone to say, yeah. Um, and as always... It's going to be professional and done in one take. Play that music, Dougie. New York Jets at Cleveland. It's about time for the Browns. New Orleans at Atlanta. Not been a breeze so far for the one-on-one Saints. Denver at Baltimore. All the makings of a proper shitty mid-table clash. Cincinnati at Carolina. Flying start for the Bengals, but with no Mixon, can they rely on Bernard to keep up a positive ground game? New York Giants at Houston. Texans in desperate need of a win to kickstart their campaign. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Blaine Gabbert. 
He's like Blake Bortles, but even better. San Francisco at Kansas City. Who cares? Oakland at Miami. It's a long old flight across the country for Oakland. And for Miami, I called them the worst team in football, but they could go 3-0. and Buffalo at Minnesota. That Buffalo offense versus that Minnesota defense. This could get ugly. Indianapolis at Philadelphia. After being bamboozled by Fitzmagic last week, the Eagles welcome back Wentz. Can he stay healthy? Green Bay at Washington. More magic from Rodgers and Diet Rodgers. LA Chargers at LA Rams. The last regular season LA derby was in 1994. There's a stat. Chicago at Arizona. Cards limp offense versus the Bears' stellar D. Expect another mauling for the Birdmen. Dallas at Seattle. This would be a massive game if it was still 2014. New England at Detroit. Josh Gordon, eight receptions, 209 yards, three touchdowns. Pittsburgh at Tampa Bay. Antonio Brown, zero receptions, zero touchdowns. And there we go. Your one sentence previews in one take as ever, beautifully presented. Um, well, not beautifully well, I'd presented. I'd like to say beautifully presented by Bud Light or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that was where it was. Beautifully <laughs> presented by Doug's bank account, computer, laptop, mixer, microphones. Bud Light, which tastes worse than piss, just in case they got any good publicity Mate, out of that. I would drink that piss all day long if they were giving us it for free. <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> oh, get out. <laughs> oh, horrible, horrible. Ugh. The one thing that's worse than Bud Light is that little phrase. But still, at least Big Ben stopped calling that as his audible or shouting it at the line. Shall we get where we need to go? AOB? That's what it's 100%. all about. Yeah. Who wants to go? I'll jump in because uh, I'm not about 4%. 5%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, funny enough, I've got three quick ones. Firstly, did anybody know um, OBJ could have tried out for the uh, US soccer team at 13? They wanted him to try out for the national team at 13 years old. I've seen him do some, I don't know whether it was a Soccer AM video or he did something with maybe Soccer AM or whether it was like soccer something, definitely like a Sky thing oh no f2 freestylers that was it yeah. those you've seen those boys obj was with the f2 freestylers oh i've seen yeah no i didn't know that saw it the other day he's on some interview with kevin hart he was like yeah. a fight he could, he could play, he was obviously good at all the other sports baseball basketball whatever but was also a sick footballer so shouts to him um second one i was having a moan last week about the cost of football for kids and that and boots however got my hands on a pair of fucking worldies i'm so happy uh 2002 Predators unworn still with the original inserts so that's a that's a bit of boot porn on my Instagram if you want to have a look <laughs> they are a thing of beauty um, and and lastly on a bit of a moan uh, BT Sport um, taking the piss mate people specifically buy you to watch the sport you have sport in the name however on multiple occasions I'm not seeing the climax of the fucking game, bro. I don't understand when you are specifically selling MMA and, uh, you know, American sports, why, if a game runs over, you're not prepared for it. To the point where 
even the replay, Cage Warriors 96 a couple of weeks ago. I missed the first one, championship fight, uh, the live one. It cut, it cut out, didn't see the end. I recorded the replay, went back to watch the replay, and the replay ended in the third round. I still, to this day, don't know the result of that fucking fight. It's ridiculous. Your name is sport. It's not on. It's pissing me off. Sure, it's on, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, well, mate. I, 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 I can give you a reason as to why that happens. Yeah, but I don't want a reason. I want them to fix it. If the program that follows the program you're watching, they've paid more for, it will take precedence. If the show's overrun and they've run out of satellite time, that show just drops off air. There's nothing you can do about it. Either way, it's bullshit. And I specifically want to watch the end of a game or an end of a fight and to not record it, not show it, is just nonsense. The point is literally sport. So. You think even even if they've got something that they seem as more important scheduled for the following slot, you'd think they'd be able to sort it out for the highlights. Yeah, at the very bit. least, wouldn't you? It's not exactly bullshit. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, I, I'm not having for a moment that a TV show went off air before the end for any other reason than they ran out of satellite time. And that yeah, what about the highlights, to, though? That no, because. <sighs> Oh, they're just showing the broadcast again and nobody's even looked at it. Yeah. yeah I, it could have been that important sport. There, there's absolutely no way <laughs> that they you, would put out a sport that <laughs> just didn't have the end on. There's just no way that happened. Bro, I could show you it. Show me the, it. The Cage Warriors. It's, this, it's, it's, it's literally... Well, Cage Warriors. Have, 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 you you? have you been onto the website it's, and had a look to see if it's on demand? It's at the end of the programme. Have, have you have you been online to see if it uh, see if it's on demand? No, the point wasn't the point wasn't. I did a fancy a project after recording the sport. I wanted to come back and enjoy the sport. Went at my convenience in my chair on my telly. That is the reason I pay them sixty something pounds a month. And oh, you pay them sixty something pounds a been... month to pay for the Premier League and the and the and the Cha- Champions League. You, Champions League, yeah. I, I literally don't. I literally buy them. For well, then the you're the mug because you could get Cage UFC. Warriors for about three pence I, I, off a. Off it's an not just stream. Cage Warriors. It's UFC. Also, I, I, think, I think you're missing a point. Just there's nothing more. The there's show. nothing more convenient than on demand. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is, and that's another thing because on BT it's the day after. So, like, you have to wait at least the full 24 hours. So, if it comes on at three in the morning and you want to watch it the following day, you can't. There's a reason it's on at three in the morning. Because it's in America, mate. That's why it's on at three in the morning. Time difference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I was going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good save, mate, brother. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Russ, why don't you, uh, why don't you I'll, go? I'll go. So, I, I've been in Leeds past two days working, um, loose, use that term loosely, and uh, Leeds is a, is a horrible place. Anyway, I, I switched the telly on. When you're in a hotel, you, know, you don't get the, the vast amount of TV channels. So I, I get up in the morning, I make a cup of tea, put on uh, Good Morning Britain. Bangkok, and that, Bangkok Chick Boys. Yeah, that <laughs> mu- <laughs> Doug's favourite phrase, mewling, see you next Tuesday, Piers Morgan. And uh, the other delectable Susanna Reid, who's beginning to become a bit of a nose on Twitter. But that's another subject around female commentary. Um there were two dwarfs on Good Morning Britain yesterday, and one of them, and this was about this dwarf. Going? It was about dwarf wrestling, right? Brilliant. So there were shows all over the country, uh, dwarf wrestling, dwarfs wrestling dwarfs. You know, nothing wrong with that. Some might say, but there was another dwarf who had taken offence to it, and he was then complaining to say, "You're, you're." Um, 
degrading fellow dwarfs you're playing up to a stereotype you shouldn't be allowed to continue to make a living by wrestling other dwarfs because i take offense to it um and you're making it worse for other dwarfs that don't like to wrestle my my overriding offense at them doing something that exactly yeah my overriding point on this is people need to stop telling people to do shit ironically um because they're not hurting anybody. They're doing what they do for each other, you know, and they're making a living. The same for these fucking feminists that are saying you're not allowed to have pit girls anymore or you're not allowed to have ring girls at boxing. They're literally taking money out of people's pockets. They're, they're, they're ruining people's livelihoods because they don't like it very much and they see it as, oh, it's equality and it's um, objectifying women or objectifying dwarfs or doing whatever. To be honest, I'm fucking sick of it. Stop telling people what to do and just fucking grow Stop up. Stop telling not me the, what not, to do. Not, not, not the dwarfs. Change the channel, not, change not the the channel away from Piers Morgan to Bangkok Chick Boys. You're in your hotel room. That's what's expected. Would you like me to lap dance for you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's that's where I was going with that. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Lovely. Who's who's next? Shall I go? Okay, yeah. get it get it over with. Um, I'm just I'm just going to start some some music off while I start talking. I hope you can I uh, you can hear it. Oh God, um, Adam should have gone last. Yeah, I, just, I, I probably should. Um, kids, kids, disco music. This is where I'm going with this. Um, you can probably hear hear what's coming. Now, there's there's a lot of terrible kids music, but there's this little number in particular. It's called Baby Shark. So it's 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 this. It carries on. And you go Mate, that's a fuck enough now, please. <laughs> that that needs to fuck off back to where it came. Turn it off. And when, and when it gets there, fuck off some more. So it carries on. The, the tune doesn't change at any point in the whole song. There, there is. I'm going to stop. It's, there is one key change. That that's all it does. Um, this thing, this thing's just just all a rage. Both my kids keep asking for me to play it. It's the worst thing you've ever heard. But what what hit it home? was I heard it between the overs on the coverage of the T20 finals day on Saturday. And there's idiots dressed as sh- sharks, ironically, yeah. in the holly stand, dancing away to this. And then the Sussex Sharks as well, wasn't it? Oh, punch just, in the face. Just, just stop. Throat punch. Yep. Somebody else. Get me out. Okay. Um, Um, two things for me. One, a quick uh, shout out to uh, Russ of this parish, who was uh, a bit of a legend this week and sorted me out a nice, uh, a nice engineer coming to my house to uh, to sort out the main broadband point in my house. What a legend for sorting that out! Big up to you. I owe him a beer. There's no problems with your broadband this week. You've had no stuttering, no nothing. That it works. Told you straight away. I know what the problem is. There you go. Sorted it. Smashed it. And uh, yeah, and it has been better since. So yeah, good man. Thank you for that. And, I, and next time you actually do turn up at the pub, um, I'll buy you a beer. So you said, Rush, you got Mark gave you his. Address.
address and you presumably sent someone to that address in Swindon to sort of <laughs> that out. I sorted it out. Within 24 hours, it was sorted. It was done. Yeah, it did. Absolutely nailed it. Um, kind of a big deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was exactly what the engineer that came to my house said. He goes, who does, who does your mate know? Because he must be kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's, on, yeah. he's on two podcasts. <laughs> he is, and he's run a couple of marathons, don't you know? And he does he a lot of like charity. Does a lot of charity. <laughs> doesn't like to talk about it though. Um, do you know what? I'm going to leave it there. Brilliant, Russ Milsom, everybody. What a legend! Excellent. Um, Sorry, I missed the point of that. So, what was the problem? Uh, my, the, my the phone point in my or the broadband my main BT point in my house was fucked, and Russ sorted someone out to come and um, sort it all out. Technical term was bridge tap, yeah. and uh, it was basically so filtering his broadband so it wasn't working properly. Russ takes it. national telecom provider and turns turns his hand at corruption. <laughs> no, no. What I did was I I fixed the fault for a now happy customer. Uh, what? What? Can you tell me about of the customer? Sky broadband. Can you tell me about the customer that the engineer was due to go out and see and uh, that had to cancel so that they could uh, go No, yeah, he, he he made a special journey to come to mine for eight a.m. So he uh, he still managed to see all his customers that day. Were they all conveniently based in Swindon, like you? Ironically enough, he was going to Swindon afterwards for a big <laughs> town job that he didn't want to go to because he said going to big towns is a nightmare because the cabling's all fucked, and he didn't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least, at least he only had to drive around the corner. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he's a big fan of those Lonsdales <laughs> <laughs> and the and the Magic Roundabout, all the all the great attractions in Swindon. Uh, there's a lot to see and do there. Just to be clear, uh, don't live in Swindon. Whatever. Dougie? <laughs> uh, I've been kind. Of, like, I did my major. Like, I've already done what I would have used my AOB for. It's on the All Over podcast. Go and listen to that. About the 50-minute mark, you'll get an AOB that um, I'm, I'm quite passionate about. It's it's a multi-layered AOB, actually. There's, there's, there's subway. There's car parks banks it gives you no no, no no not that i'm talking about the concussion thing oh okay which leads well, me that's... on to my what i'm actually going to talk to talk about tonight um i don't know if like me you you sort of sit and flick flick through twitter and you don't really pay any attention then one tweet will jump out and it'll just make you angry it's usually by piers morgan or someone like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and no matter how many times you block him someone you know that follows him retweets it or something and it somehow finds its way back into your time zone timeline but um we we spoke on the all over podcast about a guy that is a serial blocker on twitter called stephen jones who's an absolute um flip-flop he's been, a, he's been an AOB he was my the, AOB the other week yeah, yeah yeah um but he he blocks a lot of people but i i sort of um the thing with rugby concussions has got my goat up a bit. And so I went on a blockathon over the last couple of days and it's really cathartic because you can actually scroll through Twitter and it's just what everyone wants is a complete echo chamber. <laughs> you know, all it is once you've blocked everyone that disagrees with you, it's just people who think your opinions are brilliant. What a lovely bunch of people there. Yeah. Twitter. There's, a, lot of place place there's a lot of yes men. There's a lot of yes men on Twitter as well trying to make a name for themselves, isn't there? Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's getting worse. It, it, it's bringing out the extremes just seem to become it more seem, apparent. It, it seems like there are no moderate opinions anymore. 
the whole world's been split down the middle into extreme left or extreme right. And uh, it's um, nauseating. That's that's for our our long parliament podcast coming yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best name I could come up with in 30 seconds. Um, Craig, Craig's left us and come back. Um, the backbench podcast. The back, yes. yes. Good. Um, just, just, try just to if anyone's like, listening and they need a name for their podcast, just come to me. <laughs> just, just a final thing. I want to, I just want to um, give a shout out for Manchester City for busting everyone's coupon this evening for losing 2 1 at home to Leon as well. Pricks. Cunt. <laughs> Don't gamble, mate. It's a mugs game. Oh, just, just, just a quick thing. Unless any quick. gambling companies want to sponsor us, can promise you. Yeah, yeah. Up, yeah. Up, up yeah. Up we should use NFL gambling. <laughs> <laughs> you look so chuffed with yourself every time you mention it, though. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Before we get out of here, just I've forgotten for about three weeks in a row we had a pick'em and a survivor thing going on. There's no point joining now; it's too late. Um, but anyone who did join, um, welcome to that. I've no idea who's in the lead. I'm sure it's not me in either. Um, but presumably in Survivor, you're either going the Bears or the Vikings this week. We've established that. Um, probably the, the Vikings at home to Buffalo. Uh, and anyone who doesn't, either. The thing is, that's too easy. So you've got to save that for you've got to save the Vikings for when they're playing someone slightly better. Like the Buffalo's too, but pick someone who's a little bit more ropey. If, if you want, if you that's want a good strategy, you just play, play pick, pick whoever's pick whoever's playing the the Cardinals or the Bills each each week. You know, whoever looks the best option. That, that's the strategy for picking. Teams. That's until uh, until week five, when the Bills play the Titans, and um, that'll be the one game we win this year. Yeah, yeah. You, avoid, you want to avoid that and Survivor like the plague that one. <laughs> just, just a quick a quick note on the Long Snapper Podcast League. Um, Jake Viney again leading the way with a certain R. Dot Milsom. Never heard of him. And Reese Air as well. Yes. Coming back for his second year, 2-0. Oh. Um, current teams on 0-2. Oh Rob Fumbledore, Dougie's second phone apparently. Uh, ben Eustace with the Norwich Partridges. Fucking glad I got out of there. Got out of there quick, didn't I? Yeah, I thought it was me. Yeah. Poor from you. Uh, And stinking the gaff up as well. I'll just get better. Um, Where are we? I've lost it now. Anyway, so there you are in two teams. So, um, although Adam, you've got a significant points haul. You've just played two teams with significantly more points. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, it's wins that count rather than points. Don't, don't we Adam, play each other in fantasy this week? We do. Are you nervous about Saquon Barkley not being as good as you thought he was? Nah, mate. No. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very. Is my team shit? Hey, is my team? Well, shit? scored thirteen points more than mine, and the is amount you've wanked on about it—that's not enough, is it? Well, to, I'm it's not, not commensurate on, with the amount you've wanked I, on. I about didn't say it. anything. I didn't say anything. You said it's shit. You said it, not me, mate. Okay. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yep. When you've when you've when you've got your hands on the trophy, mate, come and talk to me. Yeah, man. Point point two points is all good. Yeah. I'll swallow that. You lose hundred and fifty points, such is life. Uh, yeah, but 
you, 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 you didn't only lose by two points. My, you didn't win did, the trophy, did you? I didn't, Doug. <laughs> no, no, I, I did. It's yeah. in my bed at the moment. Dougie, Dougie, nice play, the, play the Joe Montana Sports Took Football music. <laughs> Next week. Catch you later. Cheers, guys. Next week will prove oh. nothing, mate. The end of the season will prove everything. Yeah, they're still going. <laughs> <laughs>